Welcome to another broadcast of The Simple Truth, an outreach of Iona Crown Ministries, a ministry whose purpose is to present the Word of God in a dynamic and easy-to-understand manner so all men, women, and children will hear the good news of Jesus Christ and accept Him as their Savior and Lord of their life. Shalom is the Hebrew word for peace, but it denotes more than just absence of turmoil or trouble. It represents completeness and wholeness. So when all in your life is going awry and the world seems to be spinning out of control, you can find a sense of shalom or peace that surpasses all understanding. This kind of peace that can only come from having a personal relationship with God. So I invite you to take out a pen and paper as we take a wonderful journey through the Word of God with your Bible teacher, Weldon Green, as he presents the pre-recorded sermon entitled, This Peace I've Found, coming from Philippians 4, 4 through 9. It is our prayer that your heart and mind will be open and receptive to God's Word and that its truth will be revealed to you. Amen. Listen to the word of the Lord coming from Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 9. And I'll be reading to you from the New King James Version. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplications with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, Whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. It is said that peace of mind is more valuable than silver and gold. And those who possess it possesses wealth untold. The poor long for riches. The rich long for power. But the wise long for a state of peace. Martin Luther King said that peace is not merely a distant goal that we seek, but a means by which we arrive at that goal. Our world is filled with a lot of things that bring you anxiety and brings you strife and tends to rob you of your peace. There are wars and rumors of wars. There are financial crises and people losing their jobs. Many are concerned about Social Security, health care, and growing old. And the daily news has just become a daily report of thefts and of murder. And to top it all off, taxes continue to rise. We live in a society where peace is fleeting, 
where it's something that's hard to take grasp of and very few people are able to attain it. Some try to purchase it with money. Others try to get it through transcendental meditation and all forms of psychotherapy. And others try to get it through fleshly desires. Governments try to enforce peace by sending in peacekeepers who are armed and equipped for war. Doesn't make any sense. But they believe that peace is the absence of conflict. But that's not what peace is. And how many of you know that peace can't be bought? Peace is not something that you can create or force on anyone else. But peace is something that can only be obtained by having a relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, Paul tells the Philippians in, in verse number four, he says that you should rejoice in the Lord always. And just in case they didn't get it the first time or they may have thought that they heard him incorrectly, Paul says, and again, I say to rejoice because tough times are going to come. Tough times are going to come whether you're saved or unsaved. They're going to come whether you're rich or poor. They're going to come whether you have a job or don't have a job. They're going to come whether or not you're in church and out of church. There are going to come times when children of God get serious illnesses. There are going to come times when children of God houses get flooded out. There are going to come times when children of God's children's engage in risky behavior that leads to addiction to drugs or alcohol or that leads to pregnancy. Those times are going to come. There are going to come times when children of God lose their job. There are going to come times when the children of God get depressed over things that are happening in this world. Tough times are going to come. But what Paul tells the Corinthians that in these times, this is even more so time that you rejoice in the Lord. And don't just rejoice, but again, when you think about it, rejoice. Don't ever stop rejoicing because through that rejoicing, change in your attitude starts to occur. A change in your behavior starts to occur. Paul tells the Corinthian that Jesus offers that peace, that that joy can only come through him because we understand as believers, we understand who's in charge. We understand who is in control of everything and that these things will be used to strengthen us. They'll be used to take us to another level and another relationship in God. Paul tells them that this peace, this calmness, this sense of assurance should be something that everybody can see permeating from you. When you walk throughout the workplace, they should see that peace in you. When they're running around crazy and don't know what to do because layoffs are occurring, that the work is being piled on but the pay is not increasing, Paul said that assurance should be there, that gentleness in you should be present. Everywhere should be known to everybody that peace that you have that will eventually lead them to you to ask you, where do you get such peace? Why are you so calm in these very tense situations? But in order to have this type of calm, you got to be able to depend on something that is greater than you. You got to be able to depend on something that is greater than man, something that goes far beyond the wealth or the resources that you have. 
And that, my friends, is the peace of God. You got to be able to depend on the peace of God. Now, the Bible talks about two kinds of peace. There is the peace of God. And there is the peace with God. Now, let me tell you about the peace of God. This kind of peace is a daily peace that all Christians should walk with. This is the kind of peace that comes from knowing that you are in the hand of God. Knowing that whatever may happen in the world, God will bring you through. This is the kind of peace that you get from the assurance that he gives you day by day as you talk with him and as you walk with him and as you meditate on his word. And there is nothing that is facing you that God can't handle. There is no challenges that are too big for him. And there are no concerns you have that are too small for him to be concerned about. Because whatever concerns his children, I've said in the past, concerns him. And the good thing about it is that he's able to take care of it all. And in verse number six, we are told that we should be anxious, worried, confused over nothing. We shouldn't be scared or bewildered about things. We shouldn't be walking around pulling out what little hair we may have left. We shouldn't be all that, that worried about things and it stops us from eating and sleeping at night. And we hear so often that people are so concerned about their children and their, their job and their finances that they can't sleep at night. They have to take anxiety medicine. They have to see doctors to get sleeping pills because of the worries in their life. But Paul says to be anxious for nothing. Not some things. Not the important things but to be anxious for nothing. And he gives us the formula. He says, but by prayer and supplication, that just petitions to God, by prayer and supplications with thanksgiving, make your request known unto him. Don't be afraid to go and talk to your daddy. Don't be afraid to tell him what worries you, what concerns you. You don't have to be all that super spiritual where you're trying to even fool God that you're so strong in him that you don't have any worries or concern because God knows the true you. God knows how you're staying up at night. God knows how you're worrying and how you're fretting over things. He knows all about that. But when you trust in him, when you trust in him, it brings about a calm in your life. It brings about a peace that surpasses all understanding. You can't understand it. The people around you can't understand it. All you know is you're sleeping at night. All you know is you have found peace. All you know is everything is all right as far as you and God are concerned, and you're not worrying about it a lot of things. It's sort of like this. When you feel yourself getting all knotted up on the inside, where your stomach is all tied up in balls and you can't eat and you can barely walk and you're, you're all bent over and your, your eyes can barely stay over from the tension, just do this. Take a deep breath and exhale. Just let it go. Just, woo. Just let it go. Let it go. Just give it to God. Take that deep breath and let that stomach muscle untighten. I do that all the time when it just gets to that point where it's just all knotted up. Woo! And that feels good. The song says, oh, what peace we often forfeit 
Oh, what needless pains we bear. All because we do not carry all our cares to God in prayer. He's just waiting for us to bring it to him so that he can solve those issues. There are some things you will worry yourself to death over. I know. I know I should be two inches taller. But because of all the worrying I did when I was younger, probably stunted my growth. I mean, worrying to the point where I'm worried about how many strands of hair are left in my head. God's taking care of all of that. He's already counted them. The scripture tells us. So why do we worry so much? Why do we worry? And this piece is so elusive for a lot of different reasons. And just let me tell you some of those reasons, and I want you to write them down. One of the first reasons that we lose our peace and it's so fleeting to us is because we have bitter envy and we're selfish in our hearts. James chapter 3 verses 14 through 16 says, but if you have bitter envy and selfish seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, and demonic. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and evil things are there. And we all know that where there is evil and confusion, there is no peace. When you are at war with others, you can't be at peace with yourself. When you are harboring anger and envy and coveting what others have, you aren't at peace with yourself. You aren't content with what you have. And so you are constantly striving to have what the Joneses have. And the Joneses are chasing the Smiths. And the Smiths are chasing the Williams. And the Williams are chasing the Joneses. So it's a never-ending cycle of envy and selfish seeking. Another reason is we're worrying about things that have already occurred and fearful about things in the future. Worry will prevent you from enjoying life. Worry will steal your peace. We worry about things that shouldn't concern us. We're worrying about things that may never happen. They say worry is just interest on problems that may never come. Worry is like the story of death that was going into a town one morning, and a, and a man saw him, and he said, Death, what are you going to do? And Death said, I'm going to take 100 people today. And the man said, that's an awful thing, and I'm going to run to that town and tell everybody that I can about your plan. And so later on that evening, the man ran into Death again on the road, and he said, Death, I thought you told me that you were only going to take 100. And Death said, I kept my word. I only took 100. Worry took the rest. <laughs> Worrying about things that wasn't even their concern. Letting other people get you upset. Letting other people take you to a point of anxiety. Letting other people disturb your peace. And so Paul tells us then that we shouldn't worry. Another reason why we can't grasp peace, and that's holding on to those mistakes that we have made. The scripture tells us in Matthew 6 and 34, Therefore do not take worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient is the evil of today. 
We can't worry about things that have already occurred because those things have occurred. We have to trust God that he is going to right wrongs. We have to trust God that he's going to take care of situations, hurts, and pains. He's going to heal. He's going to strengthen, and he's going to restore you. You can't worry about things that are going to happen tomorrow because if you do, you'll be afraid to go outside because, like I said earlier, there's a lot of bad things going on in, in this world. And we can't be afraid to live our lives, but we must trust in the Lord. And the more you trust in him, the more peace you will have. And the less you trust him with your daily affairs, the less peace you'll have. God is in control of our future. And he's already written it. He knows what's going to happen. So let him take control of it. Now, many of you are asking, how do I get this peace? When my life is in such turmoil and turned upside down. And that's where the peace with God comes into play. See, this peace of God is available to everybody. But not everybody wants it. Not everybody seeks it because of God. This peace with God only comes by accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior. Now, many will say you can get this peace any kind of way. You can get this peace in money. You can get this peace in relationships. But the scripture tells us that this kind of peace only comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Romans 5 and 1 says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through Jesus Christ. The peace that the world offers is a false peace. It's a pseudo peace, as it's called. It's a peace that is only temporary. It's a peace that generally comes by how much you can afford or what you think you can get away with. The kind of peace that the world offers, the world will try to take it back at any kind of whim. They'll take it back if you disobey. They'll take it back if they don't agree with you. This is not the kind of peace that the scripture offers. The kind of peace that God wants us to have is the peace that is eternal. And like the, um, the song says, it's the kind of peace that the world didn't give and the world can't take away. The peace that God talks about, the peace that the Bible talks about is the kind of peace that caused Paul and Silas to sing songs and to praise God in a prison cell at midnight after they had been beaten. It's the same kind of peace that caused Peter to sleep so calmly while he was chained up in prison the same kind of peace that called Daniel to lay his head down on a lion when surely he should have been destroyed. The same kind of peace that called the Hebrew boys to step into a fiery furnace. The same kind of peace that causes the sick to give God praise when you go and visit them in the hospital. The same kind of peace that causes a father to wait on his child when that child has gone astray. The same kind of peace that causes a Christian to pray for somebody else when they don't know how their bills are going to be paid. The same kind of peace that will cause you to sing praises walking through the office when your boss just gave you a pink slip. The same kind of peace that caused you to shake his hand and say thank you for the opportunity. The same kind of peace that brings you in the presence of God when all you want to do is just lay down and cry. That same kind of peace that lets you stand in the face of Satan and say, Satan, I don't care how bad you beat up on my family. 
I don't care how bad this anger in my son may rise up. I don't care how bad my body may hurt. I don't care how far you've taken my child into adultery. I don't care because I have peace. I have peace that surpasses all understanding. I have peace that flows like a river. I have peace that allows me to sleep at night. I have peace that you didn't give and you can't take away. That's the kind of peace that we seek when we have the peace with God. But this kind of peace can only come by having accepted Christ as your Savior. Isaiah 26 and 3 says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Paul gives us the secret to having this kind of peace. Paul says that you can't find it in crafty words. You can't find it in earthly wealth. You can't find it in strength, nor can you find it in wealth. But he said, this is how you find it. And he says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there is virtue in any of these things, if any of these things are praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Take your time. Read the scriptures. When it's getting really tough, read more scriptures. When, it's, when the pain starts to come, starts to med, start to meditate on those scriptures. Start to meditate on them. Oh, God is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. When the anger starts to rise up with you, think about the scripture that the peace of God surpasses all understanding. You may not understand why the anger rose up, but the peace of God will subside all of that anger. When you open up the mail and there's another overdue notice in there, think about the scripture. For God has said that I would never leave you nor forsake you, that I'll always provide for you. Meditate on his word. Think on those things that are virtuous. Think on the fellowship of the saints. Think about how he brought you out. Think about all the joys that he promises you. Think about all the love that he has given you. Think about the last time he brought you out of an impossible situation. Paul says, think on these things. Think on them. Don't forget about all the good things that God has done for you. Because when you start to think about the tough things, the hard things, the sorrowful things, then Satan starts to get that upper hand. It's not always going to be easy. But when your hope is in the Lord, as Paul said, and then he didn't just stop there, though. After he said to think on these things, he said, now, these things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. And what Paul is simply saying is that don't just listen, don't just see, don't just read, but go out and exercise these things exercise these things force yourself to give God a praise force yourself to recite his scriptures in the morning force yourself to say hallelujah 
Force yourself to share his word with other people when you see that they're down. Force yourself to be a spokesman for God. I promised myself when I came through that very difficult and tumultuous time in my life, I said, Lord, help me to help others. Whenever I see anyone going through that same kind of situation, let me not be still and silent. But let me go and help them. Let me speak a word of encouragement, a word of wisdom, a word of solitude to them to let them know that you're able to bring them through any kind of situation. It doesn't matter how much it hurts. It doesn't matter how much it tears you down. God is able to bring you through. Oh, saints, exercise these scriptures that Paul is giving us to be anxious for nothing. But in all things, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto him. Well, listening friends, that's all for this week. But I hope this week's broadcast has been a blessing to you and has encouraged you to either seek a closer relationship with God or accept Jesus as your Savior. There is no greater or more fulfilling decision you will ever make in your life than this. You know, the only lasting peace you will ever find in your life is the type that is representative of the Hebrew word for peace, which is shalom. When you have peace with God and the peace of God, you can experience true shalom. And when you have shalom in your life, storm clouds can rise and stormy winds can blow, but you will have the assurance of knowing that God, your heavenly Father, is in control. And this is the kind of peace that can only come from having a personal relationship with peace himself, Jesus Christ. So if you desire that kind of peace in your life, the Bible says it's as simple as acknowledging your sins before God and asking him to forgive you for those sins. Then ask Jesus to come into your life and be your Lord and Savior. For the Bible says in Romans 10 and 13, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Also, for those of you who may be listening to this broadcast, on the iTunes store or in Podbean, I invite you to visit our website at www.iOnTheCrown.org and explore some of our other ministry resources. And please feel free to send us an email through the contact us link on the ministry website and let us know how the broadcasts have made an impact in your life or what we can do to improve them. Your input will be welcomed and greatly appreciated. Thank you for listening and join me again for another wonderful journey through the Word of God and invite someone else to listen with you. Now have a blessed and prosperous day. God bless you.